it's a me! It's us again! Crunch Party! <laughs> and Ashlyn and Stee! This oh is a Grashlyn Party, the podcast that was formerly known as a Grand Party, now wife incorporated into Grashlyn Party, the podcast, the ride, the experience. It's a podcast where a husband and wife, me and my wife, we record ourselves talking for about 45 minutes or so each day with a friend, a dear, dear friend. And uh, we just, you know, we pull our lips apart and we go. <laughs> we just sort of do that for that's distressing a little while. And um, and baby, that's what we call content. We just call it content. Literally anything can be content. That's the uh, that's the MO behind this podcast. Literally anything can be podcast. Pod content. Pod content. Pod content. Pa Kent, Superman's dad, is what this podcast is about. It's a deep dive into the Jonathan Kent and uh, Jor-El mythos. No, this is a podcast about nothing. This is a podcast about Borkor, baby. You've, ha- you've heard of TV shows about nothing. Hey, they were very successful. How about a podcast about nothing? Eh, not quite so successful, but that's okay. We're not looking for success here, baby. We're looking for connections. Deep-rooted, hardcore connections with friends. And we invite you to listen along, and that's that's kind of the show. That's the wow, show. You have a good a good spiel now. Well, we've been doing it for forty episodes, so I at the I should. Wow. Can you believe we've done forty episodes? I think this is forty one. I think, and that's not counting the uh, deleted episodes that uh, were not to be because of technical difficulties. Critics at said this- it could be done, but we did it. <laughs> they said it couldn't be done. They said maybe it shouldn't be done. And yet here we are doing it. We're doing yeah. it. Uh, happy Mario Day. We're recording on March 10th. Mario. We love Mario yeah. on this podcast. It's Wednesday evening here in Los Angeles. It was a rainy day today, an unusually rainy uh, morning and afternoon. Thunder. There was even hail, I hear. Hail Satan yeah. in some parts of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, so that was quite exciting. It's always very exciting when the weather is not in the 70s or 80s or, dear I say, even 90s uh, and sunny. So when, when there's a bit of inclement weather, it's very exciting for us. Yeah. 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 That was my day. I mean, just kind of enjoying the rain, you know, enjoying the rain from the safety of a warm place. How was your day? I feel like today we actually did not interact a ton until now. Oh, I had a good day. It was a, a meeting heavy day. Um, yeah, it's been a meeting, a bit of a meeting heavy week, but I had a good day. I bought a what new kind of meetings? lamp. Yeah, you office. did buy a new lamp. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool new lamp. What kind of meetings are we talking? Oh, uh, nobody cares. They're all d- dumb, boring. No, they were fun. Um, all of your careers, all of your careers are exciting. So I think all of your meetings, people are, are probably like, are interested Ooh. in, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I had a recruitment meeting for Netflix, another meeting where I say, this is who I am. Perhaps you want to do a work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, for your life as a storyboard artist, right? Yeah. 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 And then I had a development meeting for one of the projects um, where we as were for launching. your life as a animation creator. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got to give some. Con- you got to give way. some context. I'll help you with some context. That's fine. When you put it that way, that's yeah. Um, so we yeah can't talk too much about that, but we launched fine. a designer. I know you can't talk. It's so dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't talk about it. Anyways, um, I got a new. We'll talk about it. I got a new light for my office and that was really thrilling to me because I've been doing all of these meetings in the dim light, very dim, creepy light. So now I I hope that I will look more glowing with a proper light. Um, (laughs) You'll literally be glowing. That's one of my roles as the house husband here at Casa de la Grashlin is to just make sure that uh, you sometimes remember to turn on lights in the rooms that you're in and also to turn turn off the lights. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, There's a lot of, it's a hard job, but somebody has got, we're a funny couple, ladies and gentlemen. We're just, (laughs) uh, we're just a barrel of laughs here. Oh my gosh. Well, you know who else is a barrel of laughs is uh, our good friend, Eric 
Barnes, baby. Eric uh, has previously been on the pre-reboot version of the podcast in a in a fun, freewheeling, chaotic episode with the Perfect Boys group text with uh, Joey Clift and Jeffrey Golden, and Eric was part of that. But this time, it's Eric Solo. Eric, uh, I have met. I met in the Los Angeles comedy scene, the comedy scene zine, and we worked together last. No. Not last year, two years ago, the year's 2021. We worked together in the year 2019 on a uh, a trivia app together. That was a that was great fun. That was the last real fun job I had. Oof, boy, um, it's been a while. Oh, it's been a while. And um, and he's uh, you know he's a podcaster in his own right. He's a he's a wrestling announcer, uh, an actor. He's a wrestling um, announcer. Yeah, isn't that right, That's Eric? Am I cool. am I right about this? Oh, my mic is on. Oh, well, first of all, <laughs> because because oh, uh, we're making con- uh, content, as as you know yeah. earlier. I guess uh, anything can be content. Here's the content air horn. There we are, Eric Barnes, ladies and gentlemen. Eric. Hi, hello, and yes, I am a pro wrestling announcer and commentator for an outfit called Wrestling Pro Wrestling out in. Sunny Los Angeles, and we haven't had a show in over a year because fuck COVID. Yeah. That's so cool, though. I can't wait to watch you announce wrestling. Well, you can go to like, youtube.com and, ser- and search Wrestling Pro Wrestling or follow at Wrestling PW on Twitter for links to videos of entire shows featuring whoa. me and fellow commentator Rivers Langley to. To commentate over bouts featuring a three-headed giraffe dragon monster named King Giraffadora or Sam Squatch, <laughs> the, the wrestling yeti, or... Uh, <laughs> Wait, there's a wrestling yeti? Yes, or uh, a Chow Mein Charlie, a giant takeout Chinese box, and wow. uh, Rubber Baby and Leather Daddy with the, the fighters of FetLife, and various other wacky-ass characters. That's real fun. See, I've never been to any of these shows because uh, by the time I learned about it, the world ended. Yeah. Uh, and when it starts up again, we got to go, Ash, Ashy. Yeah. yeah. We got to go. I'll comp you. Yeah. No. Oh. Wow. The rest of y'all See, have to the, pay, but I'll These comp- are the perks of podcasting. <laughs> these are the perks, baby. But yeah. Uh, uh, in welcome short- to the show. Welcome back, Eric. Thank you. I'm sorry. In short, you're going to say I cut you off. No, sorry. no, no. It's fine. Yeah. I'm an actor, comedian, writer, and. All that, like everybody else in the world, and I used to do a lot of stuff on stage, and now not anymore because the world doesn't let me. But and uh, also, uh, Grant, you and the rest of the Perfect Boys, we have collaborated together on a few Warner Brothers pitches and a bunch of other things as well. So that's true. We have worked on things that were that uh, we we made in the hopes of somebody giving us money for it. We made some spec projects. And so we were like, hey, here's something. Do you guys want it? And they were like, let us think about it. And then they said, no. And that was that adventure. Well, but, but you, you know, made it. That's pretty yeah. cool. Hey, we, we made, made it. it. We made part, part of working in L.A. And, and trying to make your dreams come true is working on things that people never see and that never materialize. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Or, just, you know, just how it works. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know. And and the thing is, is that you go from writing articles and tweets for Macaulay Culkin, and then you're unemployed. You know, it it just goes in waves. You were writing tweets and articles for Bunny Ears, is that right? The Macaulay Culkin humor site. That's right. And I I, you know, I hope I'm not talking too out of school, but I got to work with Mac, and that was a lot of fun. I got to. Did you call him Mac. I was told to call him Mac, so yes. <laughs> really, Whoa, friend, the cool. friends, are, friends of Macaulay Culkin call him Mac. I did see. I didn't know because I'm not friends with him. See, I've never I, met him. I wouldn't call us friends. I was just invited to his house to write tweets about Survivor Series. That's what I would. That's that's where our relationship began, and and uh, I I wouldn't say can, ended, but has been put to a pause as of now. Uh, is the is the website still going or is it on hiatus? It is still uh, going, but I I don't believe it has any new. Uh, I believe it's just for the most part recycling content at the moment because of 
very for various reasons. Uh, I hope to I hope they come back because it was a lot of fun and and he's a great boss and uh, and all that. But it's funny because he uh, uh, at his place while we were working he ordered pizza and hmm. I was it the Home Alone two pizza. I'm sorry. Was it the Home Alone two pizza? Well, or it's just an extra large cheese pizza. Well, that's the thing is that I he ordered pizza. he ordered pepperoni and then he had and he did actually have an extra large cheese pizza. Oh, and it took every ounce of energy in my body to not get fired to say, "Oh, an extra large pizza just for you." <laughs> Which uh, I'm sure would've, he would. I don't think I would have had that impulse control, and I'm sure he's heard it a million times. I'm sure I mean, there's he no has. line in Home Alone that he that that Mac, good old Mac, hasn't uh, heard a bazillion <laughs> gazillion times. But in all seriousness, he's um, he's a very fun and funny guy and a good boss. So hope that uh, you know, worst case scenario, uh, he does continues to have a successful acting career. Worst case scenario, he hires schmucks like me to make some fun content. And he, he's a big wrestling fan, right? Yes, he is. I saw him at a wrestling match in the Valley. He oh, really? What wrestling, what wrestling thing did you go to Ashton? I kind of vaguely remember you going it to something. Was, Which one was it? I don't know, but it was in, uh, it was in El Monte. It mm-hmm. was like, yeah, it was in El Monte in some, you know, random that, community center thing. Uh, because does that narrow it down, Eric? Can you figure out which 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 wrestling thing she was at? Yes, I believe uh, she's referring to a, what was simply known as bar wrestling at the time. Yeah. And that no longer exists for a very sad reason. Oh, oh. It, well, what's the sad reason? Uh, because always... the owner, the owner and head promoter of Bar Wrestling is a wrestler named Joey Ryan, who has been rightfully me tooed. Mm. Oh, I, I could, kidding. yeah. And he is we trying to weasel his way back into wrestling uh, as recently as two weeks ago, and wow. everyone's like, "No, no, no, you uh, go away." Mm. Because you can't say I didn't do it and also sue your accusers at the same time and look good. Um, wow. Right. Uh, on top of all the other things, he's uh, he is a disease and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so wow. that's unfortunate. It's, it's fortunate that he's been found out. Unfortunate that, uh, that, that he did all these things. If you wish to look on the on the internet to yeah. f- to find out what he did, go for it. Uh, I won't, but he's not worth your breath. Um, that said, the the wonderful sad part is that Bar Wrestling did have some wonderful performers a part of uh, prior to everyone knowing what he did. There were still a lot of wonderful performers and wonderful matches that were created at his shows. So. Got it. Yeah. Well, yes. If you some... Google, if you Google that name, that's what comes up. As yeah. it turns out, yeah. sexual assault, uh, denying every single thing, so on and so forth. Yeah. Yikes! Wow. Yeah, a lot of a well, lot of yikes. And of course, but your uh, and of course, many wrestlers and of and Macaulay Culkin and myself were very much unaware at the time. Oh, for sure. sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we don't know until we know. But uh, wrestling, pro wrestling, the one where you're an announce, where you are an announcer with Rivers Langley, that yes. one is good. That one we can still thumbs up. We, yeah, uh, we do our, we keep ourselves a very, um, you know, it's a, it's a freelance, it's an independent thing, but for the most part, we are very good at self policing our group. We are very pro LGBTQI uh, and consensual. Our mid card champion is Dark Sheik. Uh, who is trans and uh, we do a lot of uh, and dark sheet. She's actually one of our wrestling, but wrestling is a TV 14 Muppet show for the most part, but we do have some great <laughs> in ring action for people who are rest, who are legit like wrestling, wrestling fans in the form of dark Sheik. Uh We have big Eric Watts uh, and 
sometimes Bateman from Ring of Honor shows up. Uh, we have Darwin Finch, who's the punk rock poindexter, who has an eccentric gimmick, but is very crisp in the ring, as is, uh, oh God, his name escapes me. Uh, we just have so many of them. Uh, Fidel Bravo, um, and there's Sexy Chino, who's just this dancing character. Uh, we, we have a lot of people just come in and we have a lot of, you know, I'm not going to, uh, pop their spot because I don't, I want them to keep coming to their shows without being bothered, but we do have some celebrity fans that show up and watching and, and promote our shows. And it's very super fun. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. I was just checking it out a little bit on wrestling wrestling.com. looks fun. looks cool. Yeah. It's a, yeah, right? How did you it's a um, get into wrestling? Like, were you, did you grow up a wrestling fan? Or oh, yeah. Were you like, oh, I, cool. I've been a wrestling fan ever since I was 10 years old. And I saw WrestleMania 9, which is, uh, oh. many wrestling fans can point out, is the worst WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> oh, really? And why is and, that? Why uh, is it the worst one? Because it has horrible matches, horrible gimmicks, and a terrible ending. And, uh, it's just when you ask uh, critics, it is widely considered to be the worst, re- the worst WrestleMania of all time. And there are about there's about to be 37 of them in two weeks or not two weeks in about five weeks or so. And uh, yeah, and I was just hooked and I just started watching, you know, classic uh, by classic. I mean, 1980s, 1990s, WWF. And then there was world championship wrestling. Like I just started gobbling up everything I could in college. I learned uh, there was um, DVDs of bootleg show, like bootlegs of shows uh, put onto DVDs from Japan, from Mexico and all this stuff. So I was imbibing all this like Japanese wrestling, Lucha Libre, uh, British, uh, what they call and, and uh, European, what they call catch. And, uh, yeah, I was just an Uber wrestling nerd. I trained to be a professional wrestler, uh, when I graduated from college for a few months, but ultimately my knees were just shot. And I figured if I keep doing this, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to walk in my forties. So I, so I just stopped like when when I was 10, I wanted to be three things. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be a professional wrestler and I wanted to be a comedian. And I, uh, I got like two and I'm going to say three quarters of that because, <laughs> um, because I never wrestled the match. Um, but you've got the build for it. You're a big guy. You're, what are you? Six, five, six, Ten, so you're seven three, right? Yes, I'm uh, nine foot thirteen. Uh, wow, I know wow, wow, wow. it's pretty big. I'm going to dive in a large heart next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm six four, and I'm much. You know, I'm at a slim trim two sixty, but at my highest weight in both uh, fat and muscle, uh, I was when I was benching and doing every doing the weights pretty hard, my highest weight was three fifty. So I was a big, big dude. And I'm still six a big four dude. ladies. Six four ladies. Wow. Six four wow, wow, six wow. four eyes of blue. Eyes of emerald. I think he's got green eyes. I that's the Brown thing. Eyes? I have I have Gray uh, eyes. I have uh, bluish green eyes, so it changes, but I just mark it blue. Uh mm, okay. Um, wow. Six, four ladies on the floor. That's what they say. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I, I'd rather, I'd rather not have them on the floor because that forces me to bend down and crack my knees and my, take <laughs> my back in order to retrieve them. Six, four <laughs> ladies stay upright. Just stay, stay there. Ladies, I, ladies at the there. Floor. Six, six, four ladies do what you want. Uh, <laughs> six, four right, ladies. You got to work on that out. rhyme. Late all right. Four. All right. Anyway, enough enough obsession about six, it's just it's just funny when Eric and I hang out because I'm not six four. I am under six foot, so we look like a comedy duo just walking around getting. We coffee. really do. We got kind of a Penn and Teller vibe going. 
mm-hmm. in terms of just <laughs> in terms of height dynamics. Uh, yeah, but um, with the yeah. perfect boys, we get like a nice like arc. We get like a th- like there's a boop, 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 boop. anyway. We do, um, uh, but but the yeah, difference is it goes from small, medium, large to triple XL. It just kind of there's there's a big leap between Joey Clifton and me. Still, I feel like you're, yeah, you you, get, you can still be the bruiser of the group. In our in our theoretical boy band of the perfect boys, uh, the bad boy bruiser, Eric yeah, Barnes. Yeah, remember in sync they had that bruiser? <laughs> in sync bad boy bruiser? The old, the, you know that old trope in New Kids on the Block where they had that, you know, giant tough guy that, uh, you know, that ate a turkey you leg know, instead of having a microphone on stage? <laughs> it's possible I'm confusing boy bands with Ninja Turtles. I think uh, maybe. That, 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 could, that could be possible. I'm thinking uh, you're Raphael. Anywho, <laughs> uh, Eric, you've been you've been living uh, solo alone in the pandemic times, which uh, I, oh, yes. which I imagine is obviously difficult. And and I uh, and I'm glad that we've been in semi regular contact. Although it's it's hard to like remember to reach or it's not even hard to remember it's just hard to reach out always but i've been it's been good that we've been chatting a bit back and forth but uh where are you at in the uh in the endless void of things uh how are you doing how are you holding up and like because i it's been real up and down for me in the pandemic times uh ashlyn i think has been a little relatively more stable but uh, i'm just wondering how you're doing on that stuff uh, not gonna lie. It's been rough. Uh, it is, yeah. it, it, that's the thing is I'm kind of just, I, I'm just, I, I'm looking for change and it's, yeah. and I'm looking for, because I've been unemployed for quite some time, way too long. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just a, I need money type thing, but it's also a, oh, I need stability and I need a routine. Mm-hmm. I feel that type thing because yeah. uh, initially at the beginning it was fine because I was very self-motivated and be like, Oh, I can do this and yada, yada. But then eventually you get to a point at which you are writing another pilot, writing another article or whatever. And you're just like, Oh, what's, what's this for? Yeah. You know, I like I, like, Oh, I, point? well, I'm done. I have no one to mm-hmm. pitch this to. I have, there's, there's no like, uh, what's the forward progression of here, and then, then the Groundhog Day begins again, and then you get to certain points in which it's just, after getting another email that says, hey, we uh, we moved on with other applications, it's like mm-hmm. great, it's more, it's just demoralizing, and it's just like, yeah, why, why bother, what, and, yeah, and it, then it just gets to, I mean, it. And you know you don't uh, I I don't live in that place, but at, yeah there would be some weeks in which it would be like for four days I'd be depressed and then it's like okay time to shower and just purge the bad shit and start over again, and then it would be positive cycle negative cycle positive cycle negative cycle and when you're living alone and you get this false sense of FOMO um, Mm. because your main connections you just see on social media. Yeah. They're working from home, but you see, you perceive what they're doing as progress, even though that's not, and and you perceive them as being okay when that's not necessarily true. Right. Yeah. I feel all of that. I mean, yeah, I, I've been back into the swing of like applying for jobs and then just getting turned down left and right. And it's odd. I mean, it, I feel like in pre-pandemic times, I didn't have a terribly hard time finding work, uh, it, it, uh, at least in terms of like work that I'd be like, all right, I could settle for this. I could do some copywriting for this or that. And then it just feels like everything is, it feels like everything is dried up. And yet still on LinkedIn, I see jobs that I'm applying for, but I think it's just there's not enough to go around or I don't know what the hell is going on. uh, Well, you and I both dip our toes in similar waters because of that, because I'm also, I've also done like copy uh, business copywriting and so on and digital copywriting, et cetera. Um, That's actually another 
we bonded through comedy. We become friends through comedy and our commonalities, but we also bonded through our frustrations with uh, regular ass uh, copywriting, copywriting. But uh, yeah. I, I think you're right in that it's either, it's either stuff is dried up or th- companies can't really afford us as well. Yeah. I kind of think sometimes too, that I'm like, I'm in a weird spot of being overqualified and underqualified for things. I'm like, I have like the exact wrong amount of experience. I think like, I, I feel like when I had very little experience, I was like, it didn't, it didn't, I was just, I mean, I guess I just kept getting lucky looking back on it. Uh, uh, or I don't know. Cause it's not like I necessarily always had connections to places, but I was at least like able to get more responses back. And now it's like, well, what I've got experience. I've been doing this for a while. Why am I, why is it now hard to, uh, to get responses? And well, uh, I think there's a, a, mystery. a, um, I can only speak of my experience, but for me, no, what, I want you to speak of my experience. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, go ahead. I'm but sorry. what I've, um, but what I found uh, in terms of the, the frustrations I found recently is I see things that are like, okay, we're doing it at 12 bucks an hour and that you can't mm-hmm. live off that. Or, yeah. and they're expecting, they, there are editor positions in which you lead team, uh, teams of people and they're like, you need to be an editor for at least five years leading X amount of people. And right. if you're, like, well, I sort of did, but not as long. And you aren't paying enough for, to have those type people with that type of experience say yes to yeah. what you're offering. Like you can, you can either get me or you can get, or someone else lower than me, but you can't. Or another issue I've found is, uh, I can speak on a recent experience cause it just happened last week. Uh, I'm not going to name the publication cause for, obvious for a lot of reasons at least not on a recorder device but i was interviewing for an editor job which wasn't uh wasn't amazing money but it was something i could possibly you know scrape by with and Mm -hmm. it was freelance and there was no there was a question mark on how long it would be Uh, it was supposedly ongoing but you know it's you know how it is. They can just not, they, they could just drop you at any time uh, yeah. and all that, but it would have been good. And I would have been good for it. They went with someone else. No blood, no foul there. But when they gave me the rejection, you know, the saying, Hey, we went with someone else and all that. They were like, but we want you to be, we'd love for you to write for us. Here's our rates. And, uh, the rates that they were given, uh, I'm, I'm not going to spout numbers because at least not on a recording thing, but the, but the rates that they were offering were if I were to work for them for the same amount of hours as I would have as a editor for this place, it wouldn't even make it to one third of the money mm-hmm. for if I were to write 20 articles per yeah. week, it it wouldn't have ended up being one third of the money for being an editor. And I could not live off it at all. Yeah. That's, no one that's the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff I've seen out there too, is it's like, Oh, this is for college kids, I guess, because they're just, it's not a livable wage or it's, well, or it not even doesn't college, even break down to being, well, it's not even college kids would accept this. Like this yeah. is how bad it is. It's cheaper than it was when I first started 10 years ago. Grant, yeah. I'll grant, I'll give you an idea of a rating. They wanted, uh, for an article that's 3000 words, they were going to pay 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth the time. It's not, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't break down. Like it needs to at least be minimum wage on an hourly right. basis. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's, well. and it doesn't even meet that. And that, yeah, that's the same of what, I, what I've been finding in terms of who's been biting back is like, Oh yeah, we want you. And then you find out the rate and you're like, that is, I'm not even trying to be a diva on this. Like I'm just yeah. looking for like some basic sustenance to build a day around. And yeah, the, I want, has the pandemic been like, uh, like, I'm, I'm looking at going back to school to pursue a master's. I'm still kind of like kicking that idea around thinking of, have you been considering any like big life changes or are you kind of, uh, like, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to go. 
you wouldn't know where to, to begin. No, because I can't. I you can't do. Like a, I can't do school again because that's just for me in my situation. It's just collecting more debt. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah. you know, and I'm a little bit older than you are, and there's a stigma there as well. Uh, Not that much older than me. We're both in our thirties, aren't we? Yes, but I only have like a year and a half left. Um, in in that decade of of my life. Uh, you, my friend who's thirty seven just started law school. Yes, she'll be born when she's your age. Right, but I have no interest in being a lawyer or (laughs) convincing you to go to law school. Right, right. But that's the thing is, I I know. Yes, I'm well aware of the whole. It's you're never too old to accomplish the things, but there's a reason why there's that that stigma is still there. And on top of that, I'm just too tired. Uh, Sure. And and the things that I that are in my heart that I wish to do and that I'm just fucking good at don't require a degree yeah. so yeah um so you're, you're pretty and, you're pretty committed to the path basically i well that's the thing is that i, I don't know any other path um yeah. it just that, that's, well, that's I, where i've been kicking it around in my head of like well maybe i go back to school and become a therapist did i tell you this at all before no okay so that's what i i ha- I haven't finished my application so i I'm speaking prematurely on it but it's it's something I've really been kicking around for the last i don't know month and a half or so uh maybe two months even uh not two months i I would say somewhere in late January is where it started to be like i get like because I was having the same feelings of like i'm too it's too late like what, go back to school and do what and uh, I don't know about you if, if you've been uh, doing therapy, uh, but it's been really helpful. And I've been I'm, I'm curious also what you studied in school, because I, I, I studied uh, and also, good Lord, I can't forget to bring up our Toledo connection. So I want to like fine. Ask about, I want to ask you about Toledo stuff and talk sure. about Toledo stuff, because we both uh, grew up in Toledo area. This is a small did, town. You go to school? did you go to school in Ohio? Yeah, I went uh, like, are you talking college or are you talking like? high school yeah college yeah. college well oh, for sure high school also but where, yeah where'd you go to college yeah i went to ohio university in athens ohio and i studied video production and film so okay so you're cool. using that's your the you reason are. why i'm in the path that i'm in on top of everything else mm-hmm. yeah so. i got a degree in education and i was briefly a teacher although i realized uh even before i got into student teaching that i didn't want to do it I guess I used the degree because I worked at a film school out here for a while. Uh, but yeah, I like basically therapist was asking me questions of like, well, not saying you're giving up on writing or these other things, but is it, is it possible to consider a route where you can separate the art from the commerce a bit and still work towards those things, but not be so dependent on these Cause I was complaining, like I was just talking about the same things that we're, we're commiserating about right now of like, mm-hmm. it just feels like the, the jobs aren't there or the jobs that are there are, are a disaster. And just fe- that, that feeling of being trapped is so suffocating. Um, so well, I don't you know. know. I think the other thing too is, and, uh, and I'm sure you you're going through this too, is I've been, essentially a freelance writer and been able to make a living off of doing that for over a decade now. So on a resume for anything else, I have nothing to put down (laughs) aside from that. That's, and that's the thing that's, that's terrible. And the thing that sucks is you, I'm at a point right now in which it's like, no, I can't do this. Well, why can't you work at a Starbucks? Well, not only can I not get a job there because of the high competition, because it's a, you know, the, the field is vast, Mm -hmm. uh, not just with people of our age, but, you know, senior citizens and college kids and all that type of stuff. But also I've, you know, even though I remember how to, you know, make a latte that was a decade ago and everyone else has more recent experience than I do. And on top of that, they don't pay 30 bucks an hour in order for me to make a living, pay my bills, pay my car and, and help my debt. They're not going to do that. 
what can and has done that in the past is writing. And that's, yeah. and that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I feel you on all that. Yeah. I, I'm not a recruiter for a school. So I, I, but I, uh, if the only thing holding you back from considering it is debt, in my personal opinion on debt, it's like, well, screw it. Who gives a shit? Maybe I'll never pay it back. Whatever. I mean, there is that, but at the same time, I'm not going to qualify for enough loans in order to keep me in an apartment to go to college for a degree I don't even fucking want mm-hmm. uh, to get a job that I am. I don't know what I don't know what I want. Uh, it seems that you have a, a nice idea of a career path. That the problem is, I don't. I, I wouldn't know what to to attempt to for grad school or for an additional degree. And nothing that I can apply for will allow me to live sustainably while pursuing that and while pursuing the things that I actually want to do with my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is life in America. It, we're all pretty fucked. It is really like and, and our generation in particular, quite fucked because we've lived through now a pandemic, several recessions, mm-hmm. uh, like the past 10 years of us building up uh, credits in uh, industries are for publications that don't really exist anymore. Yep. Um, Huffo, there, it just feels Huffo just laid off like 45 people, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it's, it seems like doors are closed in so many directions. That's where I'm trying, I'm trying to like look around and be like, well, what could I do where I wouldn't hate everything? And I, my, I, like I said, I'm not, I haven't even decided, I haven't decided on it necessarily. It's something I'm kind of just kicking around in my head. So I thought I'd, offer that to you of like, uh, well, it may be worth kicking around of like, how, how much of this trap is real? How much of it is how, you know, what is possible to, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying like, I can't, I can't solve your problems. I wish I could. That's where it's coming no, from. I, I can't, hey, I can't but, solve my own problems. Hey, but I, I uh, agree with that. And yeah, it, it, the problem is, is in, in my circumstance, I don't believe there is an alternative path at this point and that could change. And, and I do have a couple irons in the fire that, you know, could, they're all like everything, like anything in life. It's a long shot. Uh, but I'm, I'm working on some other things that could change stuff up. And I'm also in sent some applications and have had some interviews for, for certain things that, could end up being something, could not end up being something. All I know is, is that it's been a year and it's just, yeah, and it just sucks. And, and the void is endless. Yeah. The void is just there and it's all consuming. And it's just like, well, the other thing we, too is, you know, and I don't know if you face this. I'm very fortunate that I have unemployment benefits. I, I don't know how long I'll have them. It all depends on, I know a bill got signed, but I don't know if that includes extensions, but uh, the problem is, is when you're a freelancer and you're, you know, trying to report income to EDD, which is a terrible system. I mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm accepting a one and done job that's only a couple hundred dollars or so, that I may be risking losing my claim outright as a when, even though. I'm like, no, 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 this is only a one-time payment. It's not a frequent thing because even employers don't quite understand what freelance really means a lot of the time. I think I, I think when you're reporting money for unemployment, it just basically all it does is it just takes that amount out of your uh, benefits credit. I or your mean, benefits it, it should. That moment, it, right. It should, but... Uh, I've heard a bunch of nightmare stories, so... I, for the most part, don't, or I do the work and just haven't sent an invoice yet just because I don't want to, I don't want to get fucked, uh, quite frankly, based off of someone who doesn't understand our industry because this is still very new, this whole accepting freelancers getting unemployment money type thing. No one has clear answers, and I just don't. I, I be don't. Careful. I'm already, yeah, I'm mm. already riddled with anxiety and with, yeah. You know, it took me four months in order for me to get confirmed. So I, I don't want 
I screw this up. Yeah. Are we running yeah. low on time? Is that what the whispering's no. about? No, there was no whispering. Ashlyn oh. was saying, uh, Ashlyn sometimes talks. Oh, soft did I? Oh, yeah, I have a soft voice. Oh, okay. Is it soft now or is it better? No, I can hear you. We're, I just thought I heard right. some um, whispering. It could just be me. We're in separate rooms, so we're 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 we, we're not whispering oh, okay. to each other. We're not like no, we're not like. No. Oh back no! Back and back. Oh no! Now I have a no. It's not like that. No, Ashton, if I <laughs> if I I believe she was saying you don't want to risk it. She was kind of like echoing. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's 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 hard right now because I think that nobody's really acknowledging how long term that even the recovery is going to be um something that i sort of wonder is like even when we start going back to work like it's not just going to immediately come back um Mm -hmm. and for a lot of what do you mean what do you mean ashley (laughs) it's not just just immediately yeah like it's i don't know it's just like uh I I have some friends who are also on like very, you know, they've just basically been unemployed since the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they don't have their jobs to go back to because they're gone. Yeah. Um, Shows are canceled. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, they need to like figure out a long-term solution because people can't be charging COVID rates either. I remember Grant got offered a job where they were like, our COVID rate is 30% lower than yeah. our regular rate. Me- like, meanwhile, meanwhile, companies are seeing all time high profits, you know, uh, not yeah, yeah, this is, this is the socialism, uh, Eric Barnes that you're speaking to. It's, it's very, <laughs> it, that, yeah. And, and I think that's, what's happening is people, well, like what Grant and I were, we're talking about is like, we're seeing that, in our industry, people are offering are still offering COVID rates, even if the job is 100% remote and they are 100% bounced back. And um, it's just the people that aren't. And uh, guess what? People, uh, companies are just going to take are going to offer you the most the minimum that they can get away with. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, yeah, Ashley and I, I yeah. I, I sympathize yeah. with all that because it's just, it's just nuts. And there's also a psychological thing because, you know, I made my, my supplemental, well, some years of supplemental, some years it's my major. I am a commercial actor and there's a lot less uh, productions for that. And even so it's like uh, the future is still probably going to be a, uh, self tapes which i hate and oh yeah and you're being you are being judged based off of your camera phone and not having good lighting and not having all the stuff rather than your performance uh yeah all all kinds of just x factors and it's and 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 ashlyn like you said uh i everyone like you're right. Every, everyone isn't is expecting to just well that was done. Let's go back to work, and it's like with what? <laughs> they need yeah. I would it's, yeah. I would go and ask my uh, favorite coffee shop to for a job, but guess what? They've been dead for a year. <laughs> they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so wow. many businesses are just gone, or they're being usurped by bigger businesses and because they know they're one of the only games in town, they control the rates, which means they can control, uh, you know, there's no other place to go. One of the things that's really hard too about all of this is just living with that uncertainty. You know what I mean? Like there's no, nobody has the answer. Nobody knows what, or if there is one, we're, we're not privy to it. And so instead, you know, what you're describing, one of the reasons I think that we're living with such anxiety is just because we've got these questions and where's the answer? Where do we, yeah. like, where is, where is the, where do we turn to? And it, it's really hard yeah. to, and, you know, and I appreciate your being honest and open and vulnerable about it because, uh, you know, you're not, it feels like you're the only one, you being me or, you know, the royal you, like, right. it feels like you're the only one going through it, but it's, 
but it's it's a widespread where like unemployment is all time highs, and we're all just like just you know hoping well, the yeah. water is going to turn back on. Well, that's the other thing is that a lot, and a lot of this of these decisions, these make or break decisions, are being made from people that don't know what poor really is, mm-hmm. and that have you know previously earned six figures per year or still do somehow. And so they don't, they don't quite understand. And they also, you know, most people that are like in Congress, the Senate and all that, they haven't had a real job in over 10 years. And I don't mean real job as in, you know, being a lawmaker is hard work, but but I mean, like, in the actual economic workforce and not just trying to get lobbyist money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's, that's a dangerous thing. Or so they have very little real world perspective. And that's, yeah. And that's, what's scary. Because, well, because I still forgot to bring up Toledo. Uh, well, we can talk about it for a couple more minutes if you want. Yeah. All right. Sure. Sure. When's the last time you've been back? Have you, have you considered, uh, you know, a a lot of our friends have, uh, moved back in with their parents. Uh, it's, that's, I think maybe one somewhat nice thing about, uh, these horrible times is that, uh, people are kind of like sort of, uh, uh, you know, the more willing to sort of go back home and, and, uh, and, and, uh, hole up a mm. bit. Um, it's not really an option for me, but, uh, when's the last time you've been home? Is that an option for you to, uh, it has not been an option for a long time, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, my folks live in Florida now. Uh, yeah. and second of all, they live in a retirement community. So I can't, oh. yeah, I can't, I can't move there. I wouldn't know what moving back home is because Los Angeles is my home. Uh, and yeah, I've, I've lived, I lived in LA for it's, it's been a little over 10 years and I've lived in Florida for about two years. And then I lived in Cincy for two years and I was in Athens for four. And then I spent the rest of my life in Toledo. But that's the thing is that I haven't been aside from visits and visits have been, God, I don't remember the last time I was in Toledo. It was probably around 2008, maybe 2007, oh, wow. 2008. So yeah, I've, I've been away from Toledo uh, for well over a third of my life at this point. And um, that's, that's the thing is, and my, my parents, uh, God bless them. They, they kind of understand what's going on because they went through times of unemployment and they keep their pulse on the news when all of their retired friends are like, why doesn't he just move back home or move to Toledo or move back to Toledo? And they're like, to do what? He still doesn't have a job. Yeah. And what Uh, jobs? It's not like, it's not like the job prospects are any better. They're much worse. They're they're much worse, especially given my experience. At least when I live out here, is rent more expensive? Yeah, but everything that I'm trained to do and have past job experiences live here. It's not all of a sudden. It's not like going to. It's not like uh, Toledo, Ohio, is the new Atlanta or Vancouver. You know, (laughs) Um, the new Atlanta. So that's. Uh, so that that's the thing and also even if they even if they were to offer me a job if they don't offer the ability for me to move and house me that's not an option mm-hmm. either because no matter where you go it's like okay well you need first month's last month's rent and you know nearly ex- going across the country to move when you are an adult that has actual things uh, compared to when I was in my, you know, mid twenties and all I had to do was, right. you know, throw in my toothpaste and a towel and I had, and I could mm-hmm. go. 
um, mm-hmm. it costs a lot of money uh, that I don't have. So it, not only are you moving to a job market that you're not um, a job market that is just as bad, but with even less prospects, you're even further in the hole. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Ugh. It's so complicated. Yeah. Life is complicated when you're grown up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard and, and we're stuck. We're, we're it's hard stuck. and I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. I'm over it. I'm over, I'm over the bad times. I'm ready for good times. Same. I don't know when yeah. good times are coming. I but, don't know how or when. No, you don't, you don't know, but the, the only way good times can happen is if one, you're opening yourself to the possibility and two, you're working for them. Like maybe yeah. you'll slip and get lucky from doing it from the effort and then you'll fall into a good thing. That's yeah. at least my hope. That's what I'm trying for. Hopes. Yeah. You're, you're, hope is, hope is a, is a motherfucker like that. It mm-hmm. really is because without it, you'd be like, Oh, I accept that it's garbage and it will forever be garbage. It'll be bad, but at least I won't have my heart broken again. But then again, if it's good, it's great. So I don't know. It's a, it's a wonderful trap. Hope yeah. it's a delightful trap. I love it. I, I love and hate it within the same breath. What are you doing to uh, distract yourself? What do you do? Like, how have you been? Uh, have you been uh, reading, playing games, watching movies, all of the above? All of the above. Uh, watching wrestling, going on Twitter, which here's the thing is that everyone bashes social media. I understand it. I get it. But I, the wonderful thing about Twitter is that it keeps me a, mildly abreast of what's going on with certain friends and people like you and all that who just don't have the spoons for actual one-on-one conversation, which I understand because that happens a lot for a lot of people, especially people we know, but it lets me know that where their head's at and where, um, how, and that they're still alive. Uh, yeah. so well, maybe with that in mind, I should post more. I feel like I, I feel like I've been really trying to pull back from social media and try to uh, engage with people more through this, I suppose, yeah. or through whatever. No, um, and this is great. I think this is a great idea that you had. Um, and I, Clubhouse has been pretty. I I know you tried out Clubhouse a little bit. It's I, I it's not all grand and rosy on Clubhouse, but it is nice to like help with uh, the loneliness of everything. I'm sure um, it does. So you should hop on there a little more. I should, I should, but the play with me more on clubhouse. But that's the thing is, I all I hear is that I I see so many things of like, oh, social media is trash and blah blah blah. blah, blah. I, ironically enough, always on social media is where I read that. <laughs> but but that's the thing is like, okay, it's trash, great. Um, why? Why is it garbage? You never, there's never a follow up and all that. And if it's garbage, it's like, oh, so uh, block that person. Well, I think sometimes it's like kind of what you're talking about with the FOMO earlier. Like, I think sometimes it's hard because it makes it seem like everybody's doing better than they are. Right. Or it makes it feel like you're, everybody's having a conversation that you're excluded from, or just like the way that's, and one of the ways I like Clubhouse is just because in hearing people's voices, it's very humanizing. And, uh, you know, you feel like there's that uh, connection. Um, whereas sometimes true. I think with Instagram or with Twitter, it's, it's uh, you know, it's just, uh, here's somebody I barely know who's, you know, great things going for them. Oh, great. And then I look around at my own disheveled self and I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's, and that's true. And I felt that and the FOMO is real and in, in, on certain days, but on some days it's like, Oh, that's great. I'm very happy for them. And that make that in turn yeah. makes me happy. So yeah, I, I, think I like that. I like that's, that that's the thing is it's all about, uh, curating the right type of people and content, I guess that is yeah. helpful. No, I, you're no, you're right. I mean, it's a double edged sword, isn't it? Like it it's always like is, there, there is, but it, it there's al- that nice aspect of being able to connect with friends. And then there's the other, like one of the reasons that I felt like I really needed to take a step back is I felt like I was just uh, filling my eyes and brain with problems that I couldn't do anything about. And, oh, I, and yeah. I just, and I just get like 
mad. And then I'm like, well, what do I do with this anger? Now I'm just mad. And I, and I, I don't know what to do with this. I tried to, I, I think it's just like, you know, make, like you say, it's, it's curating the experience for yourself to make sure that you're having an overall positive experience with it. Uh, and, and, and also just keeping in mind that, you know, there's things that are in your control and things that are not in your control. Yeah. And I've had to like kind of learn that the hard way sometimes. And, and you know, th- yeah, there will be things that'll get you mad and all that. I don't know about you, but anger is a great, it can be a great motivator uh, for me to a certain, to a certain extent, obviously you can't live there, but yeah, you know, it, it helps me stay engaged and read the news and make sure I know what's happening with the world too. Uh, you know, I don't believe a post. I just look, look up what people are talking about in order to kind of stay informed. But in terms of curating an experience, it's just like, man, if every complaining is fine as long as it's funny, but if it's just complaints, you know, ditch that shit. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> certain things like quokka every day is super fun because, <laughs> you know, or turtles every day or bats every day. It's like, oh, baby bats are getting bottle fed. That's, that's just nice. <laughs> it's just nice. Oh, yeah. look at, look at the little, t- oh, that turtle is trying to eat that strawberry so much. <laughs> what is darkness? Yeah. You know, little baby turtle do it. And, you know, quokkas, they naturally smile. They just do. They have actually, no- actually, here's a story. I got bitten by a quokka when I was a kid. What? Yeah. Oh, no. That's- <laughs> I'm going to unfollow yeah. you, Ashlyn. I don't need that, that negative curation in my life. The negative. No, actually, go, go ahead. a quokka bit me. Um, yeah, we used to live in, in Perth, Australia. We lived in Perth, Australia. for no a year. shit. Yeah, they live in this little island off the coast called uh, Rotnest Island. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was like reaching forward because I wanted to pet it. You're not really supposed to. Some of them you can pet, but they're like wild animals. And it bit me. And I was like crying and carrying on. And then my brothers, my two brothers at the time were like, yeah, we pat them. They loved us. And yeah. So now whenever I see a quokka, I'm like, yeah, you're smiling now, but you're a, you're a nasty creature ashlyn wow ashlyn i think there's something you hadn't considered what are you made of candy (laughs) you might have been made of candy yeah that's something i don't think you're considering ashlyn you might be made of candy you might be a (laughs) that was a pretty pure laugh um (laughs) it is purest of laughs it has been an hour, which by the podcast laws means we need to start looking to wrap it up. Um, Eric, I'm glad that you spent some time with us and uh, got to talk wrestling, opened up about the about jobs and the and the reality of the pandemic. Uh, I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, um, thanks for th- this was very cathartic. I appreciate you letting me vent. Thank you. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Commiserating is my is one of my love languages, I think. Um I love to, love to commiserate. So I have two final questions for you. The first question is, do you feel better or worse for having spent the last hour with Ashlyn and I? Be honest. Grant. <laughs> Grant. I always feel better after talking with you. And this is no different, especially since I finally got a chance to chat a little bit with your lovely wife, too. Who? That's... Oh, Ashlyn. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, this old thing. Not your, not oh, your other, not thing? your other lovely wife, the candy one. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, one. oh, 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 right, right, right. And Poison then my wine. final question is: uh-huh. By the way, do can- you? By the way, candy yeah. wife is definitely a doo-wop song from the fifties. Go ahead. <laughs> Candy wife, candy wife, she's sweet to the taste and sour to the touch. She's a candy wife, candy, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you feel about releasing this episode? You can say no. You can say, Grant, it was just nice to talk to you. Let's maybe not release this. Or do you want to release this with our names on it? Do you consent to release it without I, any I consent, editing whatsoever? I, uh, I consent to the release of this episode. God damn it. Still looking for someone to say no. I mean, still looking for someone if you, to say no. You can just. I, I can say no if you really want me to. 
No, I want your honest answer. I want your honest answer. My honest answer is I don't care what you do with this. Which is all right. I mean, it's true. You can release it or you can not release it. That's up to you, bud. No, we release them. We release them here. Well, then release them. Only if you're comfortable with it. If you're not comfortable with it, we don't really if I if I wasn't comfortable with it, I would say things like edit this out, please. Mm. Because I, as you know, am very direct. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate it. Uh all right, folks. That's been the show. Uh thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, Eric. Eric's links to Eric's uh uh Twitter uh is in the episode description, so follow him there and check out wrestlingprowrestling.com. I'll include a link to that as well in the episode description so you can click on that and uh check that out particularly if you're in the los angeles area and when wrestling returns we will all go have a nice laugh and a drink and a, yeah. and a cheer fest there and i look forward to being able to see you in person again i look forward to being able to breathe the same air and to be a a comical duo uh once again same here buddy this podcast has been produced by the eight cats prince milo moose zeus Squeaky Mama, Shadow, Nala, uh, and Peanut Butter. That's all of them. And uh, Talk Time is the name of the band that uh, provides the music that you heard at the beginning. Uh, And that's the show. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.